here we are. Hello to everybody. Morning, afternoon, and evening, wherever you're watching from, live viewers. Hello to all the replay viewers. Hello to Lindsay Badger. Hello to Knowledge, hey. Jill Shabazz, and hello to Gemma. Hey. <laughs> How are you today? Not too bad, not too bad. Can't complain. <laughs> good, good, good. Hello, Michelle. Welcome on into the broadcast today. Episode 17 of the Mental Health Hour. Moving right along on this. This is crazy that it's already 17 episodes um, mm. from the first time I just decided to go live one day. Um, 17 weeks later, here we are. Uh, today is an audience uh, requested show. I got actually three requests uh, for this topic of NPD, Narcissistic Personality Disorder. Um, so y'all know, I do uh, take into consideration any and all uh, requests we get for uh, topics on the show. Uh, I have a list working uh, that I write down uh, any topic that's been given to me uh, on other broadcasts or anything like that. Um, and we'll work through all of them. Um, so please feel free to keep the uh, comments coming and feel free to keep the, uh, let's see, uh, the suggestions coming forward to us and we'll put together an episode on almost anything you want. Um, so that being said, we'll get into today's topic, narcissistic personality disorder. This is something uh, that, I mean, I, I personally don't feel like I have, uh, hey, car hunger. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of knowledge per se on this uh, specific topic, but I went ahead and I did a good bit of research on, you know, causes, effects, treatment, um, you know, everything that we cover on this show. Hey, TJ. Hey. And uh, we'll get through. Uh, there's there's more than enough information here to get us through the hour, so I'm not worried about that. Um, but please feel free in the comments section to, uh, you know, keep this conversation going. If you want to touch on something that you don't hear me particularly talking about or Gemma, then mm -hmm. uh, absolutely uh, feel free to bring it up in the comments and we can discuss. Um, but to start us off, Gemma, how, uh, how would you define narcissistic personality disorder what kick us off here okay um so the main thing that i know about it is to have a narcissist can't speak put my teeth back in narcissistic personality disorder is to be it's for somebody that needs lots of i guess praise they like to have a lot of they need to feel like they're needed and wanted and can have um an over inflated ego i guess or mm -hmm. self-importance yes uh, that's the main um, part of it i'd just like to really quickly say someone has sent in something on the form it just asks if it's truly anonymous. And yes, it is absolutely 100% truly anonymous. We can't see who sent it. So there you go. Sorry. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, Gemma keeps an eye on those on the form. So uh, the bio link, <clears throat> if Gemma, if you want to pop that in the comments. Just, yeah. yeah, you can submit any questions uh, or anything to the show completely anonymously, or you can tell us your name if you want. And uh, that's fine. Um, we'll, we'll hit it um, yeah. during the broadcast or whenever. Hi, Veda. Welcome on in. So, yes, what a topic indeed. Yeah. Uh, narcissistic personality disorder is, uh, you know, just that sense of entitlement. Um, so I'll run through some of the stuff that uh, comes up if you, if you just type in like a simple Google search. Um, you know, the old Dr. Google uh, will diagnose you with symptoms along the lines of uh, 
dep being depressed, I guess, when when uh, you're falling short of that per perfect mark, perfection is key to the narcissist. Yeah, an exaggerated sense of self-importance, which is kind of what you hit on, Gemma. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that sense of entitlement, um, jealousy of others that are getting more attention um, mm -hmm. or jealousy of others for their uh, achievements. Like if somebody achieves something you've been striving for for a little bit longer, however you may feel, that, that jealousy that sets in and you, you can't be bothered to feel happy for them or congratulate them because it's not you, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, there's this, an overall insecurity, shame, um, humiliation, among other um, feelings inside. Uh, oh, and when you do make your achievements, uh, the narcissistic personality disorder uh, has been known to uh, exaggerate those achievements, I guess is the appropriate vernacular here. Um, you want to, you want everybody to know about it. You want, uh, you know, any ongoing issues or any personal achievements must be at the forefront. And if it feels ignored, like a comment or something, you have to keep putting it out there. Like, Hey, please recognize me, notice me. Um, mm -hmm. Does that, do you feel like that's a good uh, kind of overall collaboration, not collaboration, but an overall uh, symptom list? Yeah, like an overview. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's covered pretty much the most part in a very summed up way. Yeah. So we'll, we'll throw this up there first, um, just for a little uh, graphic. Mm -hmm. Um, the subtypes of narcissism, uh, the covert narcissist, the cerebral narcissist, uh, the spiritual narcissist, and, uh, you know, the, uh, it seems like we can break down, uh, any kind of, um, what, uh, mental issue, mental health issue with, uh, you know, different subcategories. Mm -hmm. And um, we do that quite often on this show, actually. Uh, you know, everything can be broken down into different subcategories. Um, did you have anything on on any of these in, in personal experience or anything like that? Um, I had it on my phone so I could read it easier. Hey, Molly. Um, Swift, Hannah, welcome on in, guys. Des. Nothing. Nothing on this particular. Like specifically, um, I have seen like I guess videos and things that demonstrate these. Um, there is quite a, an extensive amount online, but those were like obviously way too long to show here. But yeah, there's. It's definitely a way of breaking it down even further. Absolutely. Um, so like the covert narcissist, the, the self-facing, the envious, uh, the jealous, the very jealous mm -hmm. narcissist. Uh, that's the one I, I, if I were to identify, um, especially prior to my time at the rehab center. And when I was drinking heavily, I was a very jealous and envious person. Mm -hmm. Um, narcissism, super intersectional, difficult because many codependents exhibit the same internal struggles can depend on the right. Are you going to go inward or outward? You know, yes. Some mental health uh, practitioners won't diagnose you either way. They see them the same. Yeah, this is, um, Veda, this is one of those uh, that in in doing some research for this episode, I've, I've taken notice that um, it's it's not new. Uh, not the the idea, and Gemma and I were talking about this a few minutes ago. The idea of narcissism in itself is not a new uh, term or anything like that. But mm -hmm. the narcissistic personality disorder, the um, 
what was the other one we just mentioned? VPD. Um, all of these learned, or not learned, uh, all of these conditions are now being recognized by the medical field as a mental health condition. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, that the idea of that, I feel like, is, is kind of newer. Uh, for whereas you were just known as a narcissist before, now you're now you have narcissistic personality disorder. So in a way that's striving for um, better treatment, hopefully recognizing these conditions will also allow um, insurance to cover, um, you know, therapy and such. Uh, the mental health field as a whole is very hard to get anything insurance covered, um, uh, you know, and, and stuff like that. Like, trust me, I, I went through a runaround with insurance um, last year in particular. Uh, and even today, some of my outpatient stuff is not covered. Uh, so it's really a matter of I'm not able to do something every week because I can't afford out of pocket that, mm. kind, of, that kind of money. Um, but I can, I can break it down to a monthly basis. That's more affordable stuff like that hopefully the, i think the idea of now recognizing these as mental health conditions will help with insurance and all of that hopefully down the road hi captain rehab how are you um but uh moving forward on some of the other uh sub subgroups um the spiritual I, th I thought that was interesting you know the the holier than thou kind of approach um mm. They're, you're just generally intimidated by others. Um, you know, when I think spiritual, I think of something slightly different, but I can see where they're coming, uh, yeah. you know, with this subcategory. Um, and then, you, of course, everybody knows the, the cerebral narcissist, the I'm smarter than you, I'm more important than you, I'm better than you, and you're going to know about it. Um, mm. So... Spiritual art, also known as the God. Yes, the God complex, indeed. Um, absolutely, the, the, the ego-centric personality. Mm -hmm. um, good evening, and thanks for the HAPS Collab Award. Uh, very awesome. I always love the new awards when they come through. That's, I like seeing yeah. the designs and what have you. <laughs> um, so what causes narcissistic personality disorder? Um, briefly touch on uh, some of the causes. Obviously, the, 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 the cause of NPD is generally unknown, um, but it, ca it has been broken into uh, your, it, it's likely an environmental thing, you know, uh, from childhood on up, it, just the excessive criticism or adoration um, mm -hmm. from your parents, guardians, grandparents, whoever may have taken care of you uh, or brought you up at the excessive one or the other excessive criticism or excessive, you know, mm -hmm. admiration, adoration um, can definitely play a role in, in somebody's uh, coming up with this, these narcissistic traits. Yeah, um, I was looking at something, sorry, I was looking at something earlier and it said about like that about how it can either be inherited that way or like because of the way like environmental because of the way you were either brought up like if say you are I guess maybe an only child and you are spoilt so much that then you believe that you are entitled to everything and as it goes as you get older in life it's like if you are spoiled that much, I guess nothing will be ever good enough if you're not getting that continuously. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay. That's, that's the, um, that was the forefront um, root of, of this. Uh, you know, they, from everything I read, it, it was very specific that this is an unknown, it's unknown exactly where this stems from, but yeah. these are the likely scenarios the environmental like we just talked about all that spoiled rotten or just the over criticism uh, you know um in your in your childhood on up 
Uh, you're never quite good enough for your in your folks' eyes or your guardian, whomever. Uh, Tim, are you wearing makeup? Flawless skin. No, I just got out of the shower though, uh, and I shaved, shaved for work tomorrow. So, yes, this drives my wife insane. I don't do. I don't have any beauty rituals or anything like that. Uh, she should. Never mind. Anywho, <laughs> this isn't the show to talk about. <laughs> Uh, it's makeup tips with Tim. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's a, it's also looked at as a genetic thing. Um, they're they're looking into genetics being uh, a key role in this. Like if your if your mother or father, uh, you know, that uh, brought you into this world are narcissists, then they can pass that down to you uh, through through the gene pool. Um, mm -hmm. And the last thing that I saw was just a, a disconnect in, in, your, in the neuroscience, um, you know, the, uh, the connection between your brain and your behavior. Um, so from, you know, thinking, or, you know, what's normal and what's not normal, this, that and the other, um, just the, the misfire from the brain thinking that this overinflated sense of ego is, is a normal normal thing to to live with um you know and that can be said about most any uh mental health issue even mm -hmm. uh, even alcoholism that you know this is something that my brain thinks is normal to drink the way that i did and and you know it's quite the opposite from being quote normal mm -hmm. um so anything uh Gemma, with the causes did you see anything that I'm missing, or did you want to go over these the the eight? Yeah, no, yeah, you can bring that one up. Okay, I'll bring that graphic up. If you have it on your phone, and want to go through it? That'd be great. Yeah, sure. I can't. I'd have to get really close up to be. <laughs> oh, whoops. Oh gosh. All right. Do you want me to read them out? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So there's the uh, the eight categories they say to know before it's too late. Uh, first one being intensity, lying over the top gestures, insisting early marriage, bombarding with texts and emails, um, like just constantly on and on, like not leaving someone alone. Um, jealousy, irrational behavior, refusal, refusal to let you speak to the opposite sex, demanding to know private details of your life. Like that can be like checking your someone else's phone, um, like saying that you can't go out, can't wear that when you go out, can't speak to certain people, things like that. Um, control, telling you how to dress, how to behave, showing up to somewhere uninvited, um, again, checking your phone without permission, things like that. Um, isolation, insisting you spend time only with them, making you emotionally, physically and financially dependent on them. So, like, yeah, like making sure that that you have no control over any money so that you haven't got any access to like the bank account and stuff. So you've got absolutely nothing. Uh, criticism, calling you names, ridiculing your life and trying to brainwash you, claiming that they're the only one that cares. Um, a very popular one is like, you'd be nothing without me and if it wasn't for me, you'd be this, this and this and if we were to split up, you'd never get anybody as good as me. That's like a popular thing that I've heard. Um sabotage making you miss work or school appointments things like that hiding your keys hiding money destroying your self-esteem uh, blame making you feel guilty or blaming you for their problems making you responsible for their destructive behaviors and anger so over overreacting to issues having outbursts that you can't control threatening to hurt or kill you and feeling afraid for your life and um, yeah, they can be, they can start off really subtle so that you can yourself not know that that's happening to then really, really full on intense behaviors that are 
out of control, basically. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> um, and uh, let me go back real quick. Uh, somebody asked if we're therapists. Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, it's in all of the disclaimers. Just mm -hmm. let you guys know. We're just uh, two people that have lived uh, through some mental health issues and displaying information. That's all this is. Uh, we always do, and especially with something like this, because there is narcissistic abuse out there mm -hmm. um, that people live day in and day out uh, under this, this abuse. Um, we always recommend going and seeking professional help, uh, whether it even be the police that you need. Um, you, here at, uh, at the Mental Health Hour, we're what you call something, uh, we're a link. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we listen, we uh, link you to the appropriate health help. Um, that's the, the long and short of this show um, because, uh, because we have this wealth of information and um, it's certainly more than I ever thought I'd know about any of these mental health issues. Um, we like to put any information out there that uh, we can help with. Um, mm -hmm. but, but the primary purpose of, of this show is to look, listen, and link. Um, yeah. And if there, if anybody's experiencing any issues that they feel that they need some real help with, we can help you. We can get you in contact with the right folks. Mm -hmm. um, and we can uh, give you some information based on what's going on in, in your particular situation. Yeah. Um, but we're not trained therapists by and any sense of the mean. Sometimes uh, just talking about it, like making it, so that it's more normal to talk about mental health is helping. It can only, I think, help the mental health situation by talking about it, by normalizing it and by um, like just talking about it and sharing experience, like which is what we've both done is share our experience, I guess, so that other people, I certainly find it more helpful talking to other people that have been through it Yes. But that's just me. That, that yeah, is, um, sharing experience, strength, and hope is what gets us all through. Um, and like Gemma said, making, making everybody aware of, uh, of these issues uh, that, like Hannah said there, might not be as, as, as aware of something called narcissistic personality disorder is really all we're, we're aiming for. Uh, keep the conversation going and keep uh, everybody in a good frame of mind. That's the end game. We want everybody to, to be happy, talk about these things, normalize it more. Uh, I read a passage today in um, my AA meeting that I, I led this morning uh, that really struck home that uh, alcoholism can be as... Uh, it, it can be as chronic and as uh, normal as any other diagnosis. So that's kind of paraphrasing uh, the actual verbiage, but we really don't think about that along the lines of these mental health issues. Uh, everybody <clears throat> that is diagnosed with any mental health issue or, um, you know, struggles with, with, mental health, their own mental health or the mental health of a loved one um, is, is always very ashamed almost. I don't want to say that's everybody, uh, but um, they're very, <clears throat> it's like, it's a, it's the society thing that has uh, put this shadow over this uh, group of health, this, this, this mental health field. And you know, if we can get out there and talk about it more, normalize it more, make it more on the forefront, then I feel like we're doing our job here. And you know that I've said it a, a bunch of a uh, bunch of times in the previous Alcoholics Anonymous Step Twelve work is sharing your experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may uh, be successful too. And not everybody's willing and open to talk about things. Not everybody realizes there is a problem in their particular life. Mm 
uh, or situation. And hopefully talking about these things really brings that to the forefront and gets gets people thinking, oh man, you know, maybe maybe I do need to investigate this or, or something like that, you know. And that also we want to reinforce that it's a completely normal thing. Uh, that you know, just as normal as any other diagnosis. So don't be afraid of who you are and don't be afraid to talk about things that are going on in your life with your mental health because it is so important to stay ahead of your own mental health by talking and being transparent with others, especially others that are going through the same thing that you're going through. Uh, there's nothing better to reinforce that you're not alone in this world, um, which can feel so true most of the time. I can't tell you how many years I struggled thinking that I was just this, I was so alone in the way that I felt and that nobody else, <clears throat> nobody else, I was broken. Uh, nobody felt this way. Everybody else seemed to be so happy and nobody is this depressed and I can't possibly be depressed because look, look at the life I lead. Uh, you know, I have a great job and I have a, a beautiful home, beautiful family. Um, but yeah, anywho, that was a little bit of a tangent and uh, I hope it, I hope it rings true to some people. I hope that, uh, you, you take a, take a look into the mirror and, uh, you know, at some point just realize that you are normal and you are okay. And we just, we all need to stop being, uh, or uh, society as a whole could stop placing all this shame on, on mental health as a whole. And yeah. I think, I think things would improve a lot. Anyway, that's my soapbox for the day. Uh, did you have anything, Gemma, to add? No, you really covered it well. And I, I put in the comments, actually. I think that's why we both do what we do, because there is such a big problem around mental health and such a huge stigma around it. And if we can just talk about it and even just help one person and to be even just on this platform to help get people talking about it even so that if just one person can reach out for help or to help normalize it a little bit more so that people don't feel ashamed about it then you know even just with that one person then that's one more than could possibly have been alone or taken a very different path And thank you guys for the awards and the subscriptions. Uh, we do this show every Wednesday for those of you that are new to it. Every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, 11 p.m. UK Gemma time. <laughs> and uh, it's it's been a lot of fun um, just presenting some of this information. Uh, and, and the conversations, thank you, Ella, for all the awards. Thank you, Joy. Uh, the conversations that we've uh, started have been one of the best parts of doing this show. I've, I've really enjoyed talking with the community after the broadcasts are over and, uh, and, and hearing from you guys. Um, it doesn't always have to be in the comments section and not everybody is always going to be 100% okay with sharing so openly, like uh, anything that's going on, you know what I'm saying? So uh, you can always pull us aside afterwards, virtually pull us aside on our DMs or whatever. And I, lo I love talking with the community about anything, you know, further on this. And I'll always usually post some more information on my channel page here and throughout the social medias about some of the articles I read to prepare for the show. Um, going into coping, uh, Let's talk about that for a little bit, if if you'd like. Uh, would you mind running through this slide for us as well, Gemma? Yeah, sure. Let me just pull it up so I can read it. Sure. Okay. So how, how to cope with, um, I guess it's more aimed at people who live with or know somebody with narcissistic personality disorder, and that's to identify the signs and symptoms of narcissism which we've just 
discussed really encourage them to seek help that could be quite tricky because obviously they're not going to really believe or know that they've got that but then encouraging them to get that help um as a narcissist they will probably think you know that they're not in the wrong and it can be hard very very hard that one but Anyway, set strong and healthy personal boundaries. Um, so don't let them take advantage and make sure that you in your own mind know what you will and won't accept from them. And don't back down because if you do, then that's when more and more will come into play and it can just, again, it'll just get completely out of hand. Don't take their behavior personally. Um, like, I notice, like, the main difference which with the narcissism and narcissistic personality disorder, it says with this narcissistic personality disorder is a mental illness, whereas a narcissistic person wants to control somebody else, narcissistic personality disorder is more about them being the one and then just to practice self-care and do things that you enjoy take time out for yourself things like that um but i guess it's the real the really tough one in all of that is getting them to get the help for it mm -hmm. and that's the same with any, any mm -hmm. um, reaching that point where you need the help it's the it's definitely the missing link uh in a lot of um mental health issues uh feeling okay with the fact that you can't handle something yourself and i can speak on the front of a firefighter uh we are a stubborn people uh when it comes to us needing help um we are supposed to be the ones that are called on for help. Mm -hmm. um, if there's an issue or, or something going on in your house, home, life, you call the fire department, we come and mitigate the situation, whether it be medical or, you know, pretty much mm -hmm. anything. I've been on anything you can think of. Um, so us being the, the helpers all the time, it, it really is hard for us to realize that sometimes we need help, you know? Um, and that's just the, that's the way that first responders, not just firemen, I shouldn't just single firemen, police officers, military nurses, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, first responders as a whole, we are a, a stubborn people when it comes to reaching out and asking for help. Um, may I suggest Dr. Romani on YouTube for those of us dealing with and trying to understand NPD. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I was watching some of those videos actually. Before. Yes, please. Any any good uh, content that you have related to the topic we're talking about, please feel free to share a link or whatever in the comments. Uh, say again, what's the difference between someone who just may have a bit, uh, a big ego and a person with a disorder? Uh, Gemma, did you want to cover that one again? Or? Um, yeah, so certainly with the personal uh, the narcissistic personality disorder is a diagnosable mental illness um and that's that is mainly about them needing validation needing um like i've got written down here like it's an overinflated ego but they need the validation they need admiration like say for example a person will do something good, I guess, or say something nice about someone and then they will be insistent that you see that. And if you don't, like, they will continue to bring it up and mention it and like, oh, did you, because they need to have that validation. They mm -hmm. need to have that praise for whatever it is that they've done or said. And they they need to have that, like, I, I know some people that would, meet this criteria and they are constantly looking for approval from everybody 
and admiration and they have to feel very important and they feel superior to others and generally they actually have very low self-confidence and self-esteem which is why they need to get the praise and encouragement from other people whereas someone with just like a big ego like i don't know i think they just think that they are the big so, i am really important you know like really the the long and short of of the answer uh michelle to, to be classified with the disorder, you have to be medically diagnosed um, mm -hmm. by either a psychiatrist or um, medical practitioner. Um, meet, meeting a certain amount of criteria, I, I'm not sure exactly what the criteria is, but I can definitely look that up and uh, post it uh, on my channel page and socials uh, after the episode. But just like PTSD, um, we did an episode on being diagnosed with PTSD and the, the criteria that you have to hit on to be, to, to gain the diagnosis of PTSD is, is rather, um, strict and, uh, there, there's a lot to it. There's a lot that goes into it. Hey, Jim, thank you for the high award. Well, ha happy catalyst Wednesday to you. Um, but, uh, yes, there, there's quite a bit of, um, uh, criteria you have to hit on to be to get to uh, achieve that PTSD diagnosis. So just the same with not narcissistic personality disorder, you have to hit on a few things. Um, and yes, like I said, I'll be happy to uh, put that into put that out on my socials uh, after this episode. That way, uh, we can talk further about it. Um, but certainly the inflated ego. Uh, I think we could all probably uh, identify with that in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, maybe not to the point of such an exaggerated sense of self-importance like this is calling for. Um, but, you know, uh, certainly there is just the, the sound a little bit here if you want, just really quickly. It's only really oh, sure. Quick. Yes, absolutely. So it says causes. Um, this is Mayo Clinic uh, causes. So like environment mismatching parent-child relationships with either excessive adoration or excessive criticism that is yeah, poorly attuned to the child experience. Genetics, so inherited characteristics. And then neurobiology, the connection between the brain and the behavior and thinking. Yes. And then to get a diagnosis, it says that they uh, you need to meet most or all of the the symptoms here and it's like there's quite a list exaggerated self of him put my teeth in i can't speak today exaggerated <laughs> sense of importance sense of entitlement require yes. constant excessive admiration expect to be re recognized as superior without achievements that warrant it exaggerated achievements be preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty, or the perfect mate. Believe they are superior and can only associate with equally successful special people. Monopolizing conversations, belittling people, looking down on other people they perceive mm -hmm. as inferior. Expect special favors. Uh, taking advantage of other people to get what they want inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others uh -huh. be envious of other people and believe that other others are envious of them behave in an arrogant or haughty manner becoming across as concited boastful and pretentious uh -huh. or insisting on having the best of everything for instance the best car or the best office or the best home so you so have to need, it need say all of them. Yeah, you have to hit all of these. Or you um, to... Not all of them, but it says that they would meet most of them. Yeah, so uh, that was that was much like the PTSD thing. You had to hit uh, mm -hmm. two out of six of these categories, and then uh, two out of six of this category, and then one out of five of these, and one out of five of these. So there was quite a a, a list of. I'll I'll take a look for that, but yeah. Um, definitely uh has a nice list there of uh you know what you 
should be looking for. Um, there's a confusion often between ego and vanity and the actual personality disorder of ours. Yes, uh, I think that's kind of what Michelle was touching on there a little bit as well. Um, did you do an episode on PTSD, by the way? Yes, there, uh, we did one of what's going to be many. Uh, PTSD is such a wide range topic um, that we've broken down some of our episodes into parts, part one, part two. So we have touched on PTSD uh, in a previous episode, um, all on the Mental Health Hour channel, if you want to catch the replays without having to sift through all of my channel page. Um, we can put that in the chat as well. Uh, Gemma is envious of my cowlick in my hair. <laughs> Captain Rehab. It's good to see Captain Rehab. Absolutely. Um, so treatment, we haven't really touched on any kind of treatment for this. So I found this interesting being as that it is HAPS collab week. Uh, kind of what they want you to do in, I guess, if you go <clears throat> speak with um, a therapist or, or what have you, uh, they're going to suggest uh, improving collaboration with coworkers and peers. So trying to put yourself out there more as a team player than uh, not feeling this, you know, jealousy and, and envy all the time over your coworkers successes. Um, I think I, I started to talk about it. I don't, I don't feel like I, um, uh, finished what my thought was, uh, earlier, but when I was drinking, um, back when I was drinking, it was definitely, uh, I was a very envious person. Um, clearly because my, I saw my coworkers, um, uh, you know, surpassing me and, um, you know, doing things quicker than me because I was too busy, uh, you know, with my world outside of work that was involved drinking. I, I, my brain was over here and theirs was more focused on getting things done. So then I sat back and I was jealous that they got things that I didn't get, you know, ahead of me. And, um, and instead of being congratulatory, or maybe just being congratulatory on the face as a facade. I was very, very envious of, of my coworkers. Um, but uh, yeah, so improve collab with your coworkers and peers, um, you know, being more of that team player. We're gonna, the, I'm sure there's the therapy, therapy can give you some exercises to work on this part of your personality. Um, Coping with self-esteem issues, <clears throat> that's going to be a, a big one. Um, the ego and um, your own self-esteem, we all struggle in some way, shape, or form with our self-esteem. Um, some more than others, um, but I feel like it is something that we can all identify with, is some self-esteem issues. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we got to understand our feelings that goes along with any mental health um, uh, topic that we can discuss on the show. Any diagnosis you can get uh, in the mental health field, you're going to have to come to terms with you as a person, your feelings, understanding what they are, understanding what they mean, understanding why you feel the feelings that you feel, and then managing them. Um, that is the world around mental health, the world around that is one of, one of the keystones is understanding who you are and understanding how to manage who you are. Once you, once you understand who you are and once you understand the feelings that you're feeling, learning then how to manage them. Um, of course, there's always going to be self-improvement as well. Um, just taking a better, uh, taking a look at yourself and the areas in which that you can approve in any area that you can improve upon, um, you know, whether it be collabing with, with uh, peers and coworkers or, you know, simply just saying that you are important and that you, you know, 
your your self-esteem putting your self-esteem in, in the forefront you know that could be self-improving you know and all of these self-care things that we talked about are very helpful along those lines as well just doing stuff for you and um and sometimes putting yourself before others is is necessary in the mental health world um and, and it's not a selfish thing to do um especially especially in my line of work I'm no good to you as my patient if, uh, if I'm not good myself. So I have to take care of me before I can take care of you. Um, otherwise I'm doing you a disservice and, a di and you know, um, and then learning, <clears throat> this is a big one, learning to tolerate criticism. Uh, we, we can all say that we have a problem with criticism, uh, constructive criticism or not. Criticism is hard to hear for, for the average folks. Um, mm. We don't like to think that we're doing anything wrong or, or can do anything better. Um, but really, it's just, it's something we all kind of struggle with, I feel like. You, you, uh, criticism is tough. And learning to manage and, and tolerate it uh, mm -hmm. can really go a long way in your own mental health and your own um, self-esteem. Would you agree, Gemma? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And taking the criticism as constructive. I mean, as long as it is and it's not like what we talked about earlier, but to accept it and I guess use it for <coughs> self-improvement, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, Michelle, uh, I forgot to mention, I think that it's it's important to mention that people with an undiagnosed narcissistic personality disorder, let's say. Um, so looking at the, the symptom list, um, we're not gonna think that there's anything wrong with us, right? Because that wouldn't fall in line with our narcissistic personality, right? Mm -hmm. So the folks that, uh, it, it's kind of a catch 22, right? Um, you, you strive for this perfection, right? So, and you don't see anything wrong really in what you do. So to ask for help for something doesn't seem like that's ever going to happen. So usually folks that uh, have narcissistic personality disorder, they don't go into their doctor's office or therapist or, you know, psychiatrist and say, Hey doc, I think that I have narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> Uh, they're usually, uh, they'll, they'll go in seeking help for things like substance abuse, um, depression, anxiety, uh, and, and those types of things. Um, not understanding fully where the, the anxiety, where the substance abuse is stemming from. And uh, really, it's, it's stemming from this uh, narcissistic personality disorder. So getting to the root of that is going to fall on the psychiatrist as well um, or the therapist or whoever you uh, were to go see. Um, but certainly if there's any issues in your life with, with depression, um, anxiety, substance abuse, please seek proper help. Um, and you can reach out to me, reach out to Gemma, uh, and we can get you in touch with anybody. Um, we have, I have quite a list of, of, uh, of help, um, you know, in my general area and uh, some of the surrounding areas mm -hmm. um, for my side of the country. And uh, yeah, I'm yeah, the same so, for my side. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just one of those things that we've picked up along the way. And uh, yeah, so I mean, you're not always going to go in thinking, man, I have narcissistic personality disorder. You're going to go looking for help based on your depression and your depression might be stemmed back to this and they'll, they'll uncover that along the way. It's, it's a part of, part of the process. It's part of understanding you, like I was talking about earlier, just getting a better, better view on yourself and understanding what your feelings are and, and then how to manage them. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it important to uh, hit on that uh, and don't be afraid to say no to drugs. They may want to put you on antidepressants, et cetera, as this is not always. Yes, Lenny, that is 100% uh, a personal uh, mm -hmm. choice. Um, 
you know, I've, I've talked about antidepressants on here before I take antidepressants, but the most important thing, if, if suggested, um, antidepressants can be a wonderful tool. Um, but I 100% believe that you should be prescribed antidepressants by a psychiatrist, um, not by your general practitioner, uh, not by, you know, yeah. just um, a primary care physician. Uh, this is a drug that is for your brain and it should be uh, prescribed to you by a doctor of the brain uh, or, or the psyche. Um, so 100%. If you're going to go that route, I would suggest, highly suggest talking to a psychiatrist for that. Kind yeah, of. definitely. I have experience um, with being prescribed them from a GP and they certainly don't because they don't have a much understanding of it. They don't generally get what's right for you. So definitely yeah. recommend going to yep. someone special. Uh, that's what they're there for. Psychiatrists are there to prescribe medicine for the brain and for your mental health and what have you. And you, mm -hmm. it's not it's not one of those things like you have to go to a counselor um, once a, a week or once a month. Um, mm -hmm. you, the psychiatrist appointment is usually one or two appointments and that's it. You lay out what's going on, you know, what you're feeling. And uh, they can prescribe you a medicine or a, a plan of action based on what you've told them. And mm -hmm. then usually there might be a follow-up appointment to see how the meds are or to see how your plan for, uh, you know, attacking any mental health issues in your life is going. And that's all the more you need to see a psychiatrist for. Because after that initial visit and after the checkup, then from there on out, your primary care physician is more than uh, capable of refilling any prescriptions, um, but at least you made that initial uh, initial diagnosis and initial prescription through a psychiatrist that's trained in these um, in these fields. Absolutely, Michelle, uh, love doing this show. It's it's been an absolute blast so far. Seventeen episodes. I can't believe it again um 17 weeks of the mental health hour it's crazy because some drugs may be contraindicated yeah that's the other thing absolutely um you, drugs all have indications and contraindications um, and what that means is that uh, a contraindication is something that <clears throat> we cannot give you a, a medicine for like if i'm on the ambulance um i can't give you nitroglycerin for chest pains, if your blood pressure is the systolic the top number is under 90, because it's just, it's not going to work for you. It's not a good thing. It's going to tank your blood pressure even more. So if your blood pressure is already, then it becomes contraindicated. So uh, that's all that means. Um, and and uh, that's absolutely right. Not, a, not all drugs are for you. And another reason to visit a psychiatrist on these issues is certainly for that reason because what works for my body what works for my brain my mind body soul is not going to work for uh let's say gemma mm -hmm. we're we're all different people we're all built differently and we're all wired differently and so not every drug is going to work the same for every single person you know what i'm saying so it's that's what that that's where that checkup uh, after you get the initial diagnosis from your psychiatrist and the initial prescription, they're most likely going to want to see you again for a follow-up just to see how things are going. Because it's it's okay to say, look, th this is making me feel weird or this is not good at all. Uh, and then you go and you readjust. Um, and it's just a matter of, that's the way it is with the brain, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, does it, did I hit on everything there, Gemma? Yeah, I'd say so. Like, mm. yeah, I've certainly had experience where I was given an antidepressant and it reacted with something else because the GP that gave me them didn't have the understanding of the drug. Mm -hmm. And yeah, mm, it can get quite I, messy. 
that's why, yeah, that's, that's exactly why um, general practitioners or primary care physicians are, they, they, they're a jack of all trades um, doctor, you know, they, yeah. they can, they can listen to a list of symptoms about anything, you know, the, they're going into one patient who has COVID symptoms and then the next patient they see has a broken arm, right? So it's just all over the spectrum. Whereas, you know, psychiatrists are specifically trained in this type of medicine. So uh, let's do a quick review before we wrap it up here. Um, narcissistic personality disorder is what we covered today. Um, basically, what is that? It's that exaggerated sense of self-importance. It's uh, that entitlement. It's uh, jealousy of others for their achievements, um, being envious of your coworkers, being envious. Uh, and this, we're talking all of, you know, these are exaggerated things. Uh, it, it, it can be perfectly normal to feel a little jealous about somebody else's achievement. Um, but when it, it over encompasses you and, and it just envelops you and you're, that's all you can think about now we're talking about there might be a little bit of an issue um these folks like to monopolize conversations uh belittle people that uh that they look down on um they feel easily slighted um they're insecure um again all exaggerated forms of these um mm -hmm. we can all feel a little insecurity every now and again that's normal mm -hmm. but when it when it controls your life and your happiness, then that's when we're talking about maybe going and seeking some additional help. Mm -hmm. um, people that uh, suffer from this can be abusive. Uh, we mentioned before earlier uh, that, and perhaps we'll do an episode uh, coming up with somebody that uh, has a story to tell from being in a relationship with a narcissist, um, mm -hmm. having another guest on, uh, in that sense, as far as that goes. And, uh, so these people, uh, while they can be abusive, uh, and domestic abuse and all of that, we need to keep an eye on our friends, keep an eye on our peers, keep an eye on ourselves. And if the cops are warranted, please don't hesitate to call for help. Um, just wanted to stress that yeah. any type of abuse is not cool. Um, and you know, don't be afraid to reach out for help, even if it's reaching out to somebody for help and maybe they are able to put you in contact with the correct authorities or the correct, uh, folks. Um, people with NPD don't normally seek help this condition as they don't see that there's anything wrong with themselves <laughs> um they, yeah. they usually go in seeking treatment for substance abuse and i just mentioned this depression anxiety etc um so finding the stem the root of all depression in your life might you know they might uh, come back to mpd as a diagnosis so that's kind of how it gets diagnosed um like i said i will uh, put some further reading and information on my channel page here on HAPS and on Twitter and uh, our Facebook page and all that stuff for any further information that you want to, or further reading. Um, and certainly for Michelle, if, if I find anything on the, the exact criteria they use to diagnose NPD, I'll forward that along as well. Um, and then the causes, uh, obviously, um, the general cause of NPD is unknown, but it's likely an environmental thing, <clears throat> um, like an over excessive criticism, excessive adoration. Um, it's a genetic thing they're looking into. And there's just that disconnect in the brain um, that's always there for most mental health issues. Mm -hmm. um, and that's about all I have for the episode. We're right at the hour mark. Did you have anything to uh, conclude with? Gemma. No, to say you thought you didn't have much on it, you've done really well because you uh, have really, you really have summed it all up. No. Thank you. Um, and thank you for mm -hmm. your continued work on the show uh, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, supporting me uh, as I found it was quite difficult to 
run the show by yourself. It, it's definitely a two-person oh, no. show. So I, still... I enjoy it, and uh, I appreciate you uh, asking me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, every Wednesday here on the HAPS uh, and broadcast it out. So please don't forget tonight is Catalyst Wednesday with Jim in Chicagoland, uh, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Central. Uh, fire pit or candle depending on the weather. It's raining here tonight, Jim, so I don't know how it's looking in, in your neck of the woods. But one of my favorite broadcasts on the platform, Catalyst, come talk with Jim, talk with all of us, community, and wind up, wrap up the middle of the week here on HAPS in Chicagoland. Um, and after that, maybe Ella and I will have some fun. Who knows? But all righty guys thanks for tuning in thanks for all the awards thanks for all the subscriptions we'll keep the content coming please don't be afraid to reach out for help if you need help you can even reach out to us and we can get you linked with appropriate help um and we'd be more than happy to give you any further information uh the bio link is in the chat and we'll see you guys next week uh next wednesday at 6 p.m Eastern time, 11 p.m. Gemma time. Bye now.